Hello, everyone out there. I am excited to be back with my original co-host, Becca Schoenborn, for this episode. Welcome back, Becca. Thank you. It's wonderful to be back. And again, this is the Downtown Manon podcast. Thank you for being back. I know I had to have Jeff Frawley on for two weeks, so now hopefully you'll be back continuously as we move forward with this. It was nice to listen to the podcast and not hear myself, though. So it was like I got to listen to it with no knowledge of what happened in the in the recordings and I mean, it was it, kind of fun it works because i don't listen to myself on anything so <laughs> i won't listen to a single episode of this until uh i am i'm not here for one of these just carrying the listening team yeah uh, it is true every uh, every time a podcast drops becca will uh i'll message becca and ask how it was because <laughs> i know she'll listen to it because she knows i will not so it's a good team so yeah, that's, that's what we do. Here. So far, so good. <laughs> but before we get going really quick, because again, this is the Downtown Menominee podcast brought to you by Downtown Menominee. Um, we do have a couple of events coming up, which we always like to plug on August 20th. Uh, for the first time ever, our organization is hosting a car show in the Ooh. downtown. I know something new. I know nothing about cars, so this should be super fun. They look cool. That's they the extent cool. of That's my knowledge. Too. I drive a 21-year-old Toyota, so <laughs> clearly it's not my area of expertise. And my card's two months from being paid off, which then it will become my favorite car. Very when exciting. When I no longer have to pay off my car. Um, so it's August 20th, 5 to 8 o'clock. It's a Friday night. Um, it's free. It's right downtown, uh, right on the corner of Broadway and 6th Street, across the street from Raw Deal. Um, you probably can't miss it if you pull in. And in that exact same location on September 10th, we have a great community cookout, which is probably our most fun event that I think our organization does downtown every year, um, which live music, food, activities, all the fun things. Even more food? Even more food. All the food. I mean, that's <laughs> what I go for. I just spend $30 on food, and that's the plan. Yep. So this year it's on a Friday. Normally it's on a Thursday night, so we are changing it to a Friday to kick off a concert series that you will hear more about in our next episode yep. um, but stop down on september 10th in the evening i'll be there in the co-op booth and there will be lots of other good food vendors raffles kids things live music yes all the fun stuff that's so enough of that you. that's enough of that because we have a guest sitting here and we have a wonderful sit, guest she just sit through that and now yeah. she's like all right now we gotta go <laughs> cutting into my time so today we are joined by the lovely Barbara Bauerchen, who is the owner of C&J's Candy Store and Ice Cream Shop. Scoop Shop. Scoop Shop. What's wrong with you? Sorry. <laughs> she just told us two minutes ago and I already got it wrong. Well, welcome, Barb. Thank you very much. We we're excited to have you on here. Barb, um, when did you open the store exactly? It's re re relatively new. Yes, last year in July. Yeah, so ooh, a year. Has it been the year anniversary? Has it already passed? Or is it? Yep, just passed a few days ago, July 17th. Nice. Good Happy for you. anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thank Yay. <laughs> so we talked about this on a few other episodes, but something that is different about Menominee than other towns is that we gained a lot of businesses during the pandemic, and yours was one of them that we got to see open, which is really cool. We, we're happy to see our community members thriving in this chaotic time of our lives um what kind of made you decide to get into a candy store and ice cream business well the ice cream came along because of customers because customers said you should get ice cream and so you know we did we like to listen to the customers and and adapt the business in that regard but as far as starting a candy store we bought the building that the candy store is in um during the lockdown is when we closed and so 
there were empty spaces in that building. And, um, you know, it was just, I don't like to see empty storefront spaces. And so we figured out, you know, hey, Menominee could use a candy store. Mary with uh, Collective Souls was, you know, she was just like, Menominee needs a candy store. And she, I, she and everyone else thinks Menom- <clears throat> thought Menominee needed a candy store. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And, uh, you know, so then we just thought, oh, this will be something fun and colorful and, you know, I had joked with her that I'll find the space, you figure out who's going to run it. And then I had the space and she had no ideas for who was going to run it. <laughs> and uh, being a pandemic, we just figured, well, we'll just do it ourselves because then that alleviates risk and, and, and other stuff. So, and it just took off. So. Yeah, it was <laughs> funny. I remember like the first conversation I had with Barb about this. It was very nonchalant. Like, yeah, we're just going to put a game store in and, you know, it'll be fun. And now it's a year later and it's taken over what I believe is their entire life. And now she's running this very busy, very full candy store, which is just funny to think about when I think about that conversation. Because it was very like, it'll be, you know, it's something to do for right now and we'll see how it goes. Yep. It, it, I thought it was going to be a, a fun hobby. If only you would have known. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I guess we're going to be working from back to, to back to front with Barb. But I know you had mentioned a few times to me about kind of the reasons why you kind of did candy and you guys host a lot of international candy um, which is the more fun to talk about because you can go into most candy stores and get this into the normal stuff which bar pass but i always i'm always right for the mass amount of candy that i can't get at a normal uh store which is what i'm going after but uh, you traveled you were in military service correct? yeah my husband and i were both navy okay. and we lived in japan a couple different times and traveled all over the place. You know, if I could get to Antarctica, I'd be to all continents. Wow. So, That's cool. Um, and it's just fascinating to learn uh, different cultures and different foods, you know, when you're actually there is, is the best way. Um, but when we, when we opened, it was, you know, okay, let's, we had a little bit of the normal, we call it the boring stuff, you know, just the Snickers bars and <laughs> stuff. Course. We had a few of those things, but I was so excited to be able to find all these old candies that you just don't see for the most part. And then the international, I had gotten uh, ramen we had from the beginning and a, you know, a nice selection of Japanese things because that was the most familiar. I knew what to look for. And then I bought some sampler boxes from some of the other countries just to have a small international section. And Harry Potter, we had the Harry Potter candy from the beginning because all of our kids love Harry Potter. So Obviously. I figured, well, yeah. you know, somebody else must. And, um, so those three aspects we had right from the beginning, and each of them took off. So I just went with it. Like the international people were excited to see different stuff and, and specific stuff. And um, so I just kept going. So what can I get from this country? What, How can I find other countries' worth of stuff? And, uh, you know, the more different people came in, then they could help me figure out, oh, you have this brand, So, but why don't you see if you can get this brand? And so the if I can know a company name, it's easier to find wholesalers, distributors, you know, mm-hmm. ways to get those products. So, you know, customers have absolutely helped us grow and, and figure out what to stock in the store. So mm-hmm. it's been it's been a lot of fun. You know, That's some cool. people, you know, stayed home and weren't able to talk to a lot of people, but you know, we were very fortunate to have visitors every day mm-hmm. <laughs> right. definitely well and what a way to like especially like you said opening during a pandemic of one of the things that uh makes people happy in a time of you know kind of unrest sugar sugar <laughs> and chocolate and candy yes. i mean that's just fun right there mm-hmm. so you so you're in the navy 
Well, now I just have to ask just because I have general interest. So in Japan, you said there were a couple. Where were you uh, at in Japan? Well, the first time I was in Aomori Prefecture, which is in the northernmost part of the main island. And the second time we were in Kanagawa Prefecture, which is closer to Tokyo. So it's just uh, west of Yokohama. Cool. That is pretty cool. So you're able to take in a lot of the culture, I guess is a better way of saying no, that when you're there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I um the the second time I was there was John was still active duty, so I was retired at that point from from the Navy. And um, you know, besides looking after the kids, I was teaching English and then I was also studying Japanese. So, you know, wow. having tea and learning and, you know, uh, shopping of course and we did a lot of traveling because whatever time we could get off, we traveled all over Japan. So it was just fascinating. Just loved it. Wow. So that's kind of cool that you were able to spend time there too after you were you had done been done serving um, in the Navy and then you had a little bit of time to kind of explore. Was there like a few years of that that John was still serving and you were kind of traveling around? Yeah, I retired um, him? five years ahead of him. Okay, so, gotcha. Yeah. Cool. So five years of just traveling along, huh? Yeah, and cool. taking care of kids and, yeah. you know, all that other stuff. So, <laughs> How long were each of you guys in the Navy? I was in 21 and a half years, and he was in 20. Wow. And so I guess the obvious question is, is that how, is that how you guys met? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've been super coincidental if you met prior. Yeah. Right. kept it going. I've been like, good on that. Well, that's very cool. So where else? You said you've traveled. You've been to six of the seven continents. So what? Uh, where else would you say are some of the best places? Uh, well, the most educational been? was Africa. I spent a month in Djibouti and, um, when I was 20 years old. Wow. So that was a change. tremendous experience to see that. And uh, the folks at the hotel were learning, literally learning English because we were there. Oh, wow. So it was, um, they had formed a base later after, uh, two years later after I was there. Um, so we were kind of starting a, a small presence there uh, but the people were very kind to us so it was it was educational but just looking around and just seeing what was going on and you know the poverty and you know just how the the condition of the international airport and the condition even of the hotel which was very nice but it was just nothing like what we're used to here so at 20 years old that was eye-opening for me right that has to be a huge just culture shock in general just I mean you hear and see that kind of stuff on the news or the internet, but it's different to actually experience it firsthand and see how some people have to live. Absolutely. And just the conditions that they live with on a daily basis that we can't even fathom having to experience. So I'm sure that was really tough, but also educational like you said and yeah, and very grateful <laughs> right definitely makes yeah. you appreciate what you have a little bit more too and wow yeah so in the navy what was uh what was like your role well at first i was a hydraulics mechanic aviation hydraulics mechanic and then um, once i was getting my degree they that's at the point they opened carriers to women aircraft carriers mm -hmm. and so i knew that enlisted people you stay 80-something at least to a birthing compartment, and the officers 
are usually three to a stateroom, depending on rank. Mm-hmm. And so then I thought, hmm, maybe this is a good time to become an officer. <laughs> hmm. Appealing. Yes. So the closer I got to getting that, getting my bachelor's degree, I put in for an officer program and was able to get that and do that. Awesome. So, and then, so then I was a uh, aerospace maintenance duty officer, it's called. So, yeah, okay. maintenance duty officer. And pretty much just working on planes? Is that kind of how that is? P3s and C-130s. Interesting. Wow. Cool. What got you interested in joining the military to begin with? Did you join right out of school? I Was did. Was it something joined that you right always out wanted of high to do? school. I actually joined during my senior year. Okay. So mm-hmm. it was, um, you know, join the Navy, see the world. I was fascinated with, uh, take, you know, I took Spanish in high school and I just thought that was interesting and wanted to travel somewhere that where the people spoke Spanish so that I could, you know, keep learning it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't get too many opportunities to do that, but uh, I can still speak about five words maybe <laughs> at this point. That's about what I got. Yeah. Same. Yep. And, uh, but uh, I didn't have money for college. I just didn't really see any other options. And so I just mm-hmm. jumped at that opportunity knowing that, you know, it was 30 days paid leave a year. Medical, dental were all provided. You basically just had to show up. And, you know. Right. You knew you would have your needs met and that you would be able to get a career without having to pay for schooling and stuff from the start. So that seems to be a natural next step for a lot of people who kind of are unsure or not and i figured hey it's just four years right yep (laughs) and at the end of four years it was like well you know i've already done my sea duty and you know worked and worked because you they call it day check and stay check so the day check people have a time when they get off work but then the Mm -hmm. night check people come in and they stay until the job's done so i worked a lot of hours those first four years but you know it's 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 a awesome team environment you know everybody just pitches in until the job gets done and then everybody cleans up and goes home and so uh very rewarding and all the travel was very rewarding i just Mm -hmm. i was hooked yeah (laughs) that's amazing that you got to travel the world too in the process that is so cool so then once you finished up the 21 years um what was next where um I i know you guys traveled around a little bit in the united states i think you i know i've talked to you and we've like you mentioned you lived in Virginia mm-hmm. when we were off microphone. And just chatting earlier, yeah, I had right, heard of mic. two or three different places you've lived, and <laughs> yeah. same with chatting with you at the co-op, too. I've had the same experience. It sounds like you've lived many places. Yep. Yeah, we were stationed in Maryland when I retired, and, you know, the decision point was, you know, for me, facing that decision, do I stay or do I retire, um, it was going to be where we couldn't live and work at the same base. One of us would have to commute. Uh. And with four kids, two of them being very young, they were two at the time, mm-hmm. it was like, no, it's not worth it. We just, that's too much. And, right. Um, so then, and plus, if I retired, then we could go overseas one more time. Because mm. by that point, I was a, a full-time reservist. So I was active duty reservist. And um, you know, there were no overseas billets for me. So that wasn't an option, but if I retired, then it was an option. So then it was like, okay, that's pretty easy, easy of a decision to make. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then from Maryland, that's when we went to Japan. And then after Japan, Virginia was his last duty station. Got it. And then did you come here after Virginia? Yes. Okay. So, well, you know, looking at his retirement, it was like, okay, where to now? 
Mm-hmm. You know, do we go where he was from, which was on the East Coast still, and um, that was that was a no. <laughs> and, How um, politely that was yeah. put. You know, it was just it was a little bit of a no on you know someone's part. No big deal. No more cities. You know, it's just <laughs> big cities. We just wanted to get away from the city and, and mm-hmm. the East Coast because the stress level's high. And sure. you know, you have to work, you have to hustle to make ends meet. And um, so we just. He's just like, well, I'd go to Minnesota because that's where I grew up. And uh, my, my family, I, I have family roots from Wisconsin, from Dunn County. But I was raised in, in Minnesota because my grandparents moved there. And uh, so I was like, well, you know, winter and, you know, city. And so then, but my dad lives in River Falls. So it was like, well, how about Wisconsin? Let's look around there. And so it didn't take long to figure that out. We looked, started in River Falls and then uh, ended up heading east because of the price points in River Falls. And the first house we looked at once we started looking at Menominee was the one we bought. So yeah. It's always interesting to figure out why people would ever move here, right? Like not in a bad way, mm-hmm. you know, but it is, you know, it's northwest Wisconsin. And like you said, winters are terrible. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine living not here and being like, oh man, I'm going to go up there and live and but you this have white Christmases and no bugs. That's true. That's that's a positive. Mm-hmm. That's always what I hear from f- folks mm-hmm. that'll be from down south. That is always the first thing. Oh, your bugs here are so much better. Right. The occasional mm-hmm. mosquito bite, and that's like mm-hmm. that's all you have to go through here. A and lot of things fun. that we uh, take for granted that of we course. don't notice because we've lived in Wisconsin. In, our in whole Wisconsin, lives. Yep. yes, that is true. It's like there's things that we just don't even think about that people are like, I really want to live there because of this, this, and this, and we're like, oh yeah, that's just that is cool to other people. I guess. Right, right. <laughs> so when you came to Menominee for the first time, just because again, these stories do fascinate me of people that have never been here and then they just decide to come here and buy a house. So you found the house. So so did you scout Menominee first at all, or did you just like the house so much that you're like, oh, let's just go for it? Well, we didn't scout Menominee because we were shopping from Virginia. Right. So, But I knew it was the same size as River Falls and, mm-hmm. you know, even a little bit bigger than Hudson. And uh, we love both those places and been there many, many times. Um, been around Black River Falls, Downing, um, Boyceville, just mm-hmm. from family connections and doing family history research in, in Dunn County. Been, you know, all over the place, different places in uh, um I knew this town's size was ideal because mm-hmm. you still have restaurants. You still have things to do and stuff like that. And so, you know, it's like it was an easy choice, you know, once you find a nice house. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. You don't have anything next? <laughs> I don't want to over talk yet. We always stare at each other because we're making sure we go back and forth. That's how it works. Well, we love it here. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's my next my next thing. So you so you move here how long ago? Two, probably three. Three years? Uh, yeah, coming up on four, actually. Oh, okay. Well, yep. um, we were just talking about this in the co-op the other day. Mm-hmm. I could have sworn that you've lived here longer than I have. Like, mm-hmm. I thought that I met you at the old co-op. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, they've been in town forever. <laughs> it also feels like that old co-op was a bajillion years ago at this point. It's not. Yes. I don't know. I always six. think that. I know, six, six years, years but it feels like it, way longer than that since the new co-op's been up. The old times. So when you, when you first move here, what's like the impression and what do you immediately get drawn to? Of Menominee. Well, one of the first places we went, because of course, you know, you're you're moving here, you're unpacking your stuff, you need to find food. So mm-hmm. food we went up to the the Broadway 
It was a different name. It was but the, the Stout Ale House. Stout Ale House, yes. Yep. And we got a cheese curd pizza. And I thought mm. that was the most fantastic thing in the world. <laughs> uh, of course it is. Because you yeah. can't find a cheese curd pizza anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that that was that was a great talking point for months afterwards. <laughs> um, of course, we got, you know, cheese curds and, and other stuff. Uh, first, you know. That was high priority to to make sure the kids tried them very cheese. fresh and yeah. yes. <laughs> and um, actually, our neighbors greeted us with a meat and cheese. Of gosh, of plate. course they so. did. <laughs> that is the most Wisconsin thing ever. Here's local <laughs> meats and cheeses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. Here's some cheese. That very is, much appreciated. That is such a that is thing. so oh funny. I love that. Yeah. Well, so we the the first move here was Christmas time. So we were unpacking in the middle of winter and you know Oof. but it was hey you do what you got to do and yeah yeah so we we ate what did we ate besides the cheese curd pizza i don't even remember at this point i think we had mexican and you know the various restaurants here uh log jam i think so sure mm-hmm. yeah it was like okay we'll be just fine here All we got staples. good restaurants and yeah it's mm-hmm. great plenty of snow plenty of, yeah <laughs> plenty of snow you moved here did you move here just in time for that like winter like two what three years ago for you that brutal one was that the one you moved here in Yes. Or is it the well, one no, after? we moved the year before, and then we we my daughter had to finish up school in Virginia, so we weren't here for the springtime. But then the following year, yes, we moved here summer, you know, June of that year, and then uh, the following February was the tough one. It was the infamous mm-hmm. Wisconsin February? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we survived. Yep. Um, well, that's pretty cool. So what? So what? Uh, outside of obviously your life being taken over by the candy store in the last year. <laughs> Um, what else is kind of like uh, some of your favorite, like around the area, like what's some of your favorite stuff besides eating, which is also me and Becca's uh, well uh-huh. on the podcast is known yeah. that we both <laughs> like the eats. So we're Food totally on board with eating as a number one reason to go anywhere. Um, Summer weather. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is absolutely gorgeous. We just love it mm-hmm. uh, because you can actually walk outside without feeling like you're going to melt. Right. Uh, which is what we felt in Virginia and even right. southern Japan. It's so humid in both mm-hmm. of those places. Sure. So we love the summer weather, spring, summer, fall, um, and, you know, parts of winter. <laughs> that was the most okay. – yeah. no, welcome to Wisconsin. She's turning into Wisconsin. <laughs> Made it. Yeah. Uh, spring, summer, fall, you know, three of the seasons. Uh, the fourth one, you know, we got to say we kind of like Pros it because we're, we're here. So we, got, we can't yeah. hate it. Yeah. <laughs> like we survive it. That's it. Bike That's paths. So fun. Yeah, you know the, the friendliness of everybody you know i mean and and like i say especially after starting the store just the community coming out and supporting everything and you know you, you see like the mabel tainer event that happened and you know that was for them to thank the community but then the community turned out in droves you right. know hey this yeah. is fantastic a time for us to celebrate Anything, basically. Mm-hmm. I, 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 <laughs> Literally no, I, anything. Let I, us out of our houses to celebrate something. Yeah. Yes. And as you know, two people that are invested in downtown and have been for a long time, um, it, it is interesting that I think, you know, me and Becca make jokes on this podcast and podcasts, we make jokes together about taking Menominee for granted. I really think the pandemic, I'm sure it happened many places throughout the country or in the world, made people realize that. Mm-hmm. Like it really did. It's kind of the feeling I've had like this year. Is like that people understood like oh it was it wasn't very fun not to be able to go to brewery nonic and sit outside and have a beer last year when I couldn't do it or right. go to the Mabel Tainer or go to the co-op like it really felt like that and I think people I'm sure everybody does that in the places they live mm-hmm. you know and then the fact that you couldn't do it for you know and again take our weather what it, it shut down happened in April 
Mm-hmm. It was during the best time to live here, like mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we just sat outside, and I sat outside my house many a days and drank a margarita with oh, me wow. and my wife yeah. on a lawn chair. And mm-hmm. we're like, this would be more fun if we were with our friends outside mm-hmm. on a patio somewhere. But instead, it's us two in the backyard watching our son eat sand <laughs> while we're having a couple margaritas. Like that's what we. That was our days. So that is. Um, I think it is like truly that feeling right now. Hopefully it lasts. That's the that's the hope, you know, because it does feel like that downtown. And I know the candy store, a lot of people, you know, have gotten into because, again, going mm-hmm. back to all the Oh, awesome I hear stuff. people talk about it at the co-op all the time. People are like, have you been in there yet? Yeah. There's so many cool things. They have it's this o- or this or this. There's always like everyone has their specific nostalgic thing that they find in your store that they're like, oh, my gosh, I haven't seen this in years or maybe have never seen it. I, I walked in there a couple of weeks ago. Um, and they had Abba Zabba. Have you ever had one of those things? Mm-hmm. They're like the weirdest candy ever. And like this long, I don't even know how to explain them, but it's taffy and it's a taffy butter. with a peanut butter in the middle. Yum. It is, but they're not that great, but they are like, it's one of them candy. Like you eat it. You're like, this is interesting. I think this tastes good, but I'm not sure. But I remember eating them as a kid. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen one in 20, uh, probably since I was 10. And I walked in there. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to buy an Abba Zabba. <laughs> I have not had one of these in so long, and it is super weird. Like when you eat one, but you should get one. They're they're good. I'll have to go and buy one of everything. One of those <laughs> and that's like uh, I've had this conversation multiple times. Sixlets. Sixlets. I yeah. love sixlets. Do you? It's so, one of those things. Like they don't taste that good, but also I love them. I don't they're like kind that of film. waxy and chocolatey, and then it's got that just that unusual flavor yeah that's it's somehow addicting it's memorable yeah yes, exactly. exactly you and remember like and it's the like, little crunch oh, yeah. of them is yeah. of course like you remember the it texture. they literally like coat your mouth in like that wax but that's... you have to eat them every once exactly. in a while oh i i like it when they get the small little packs mm-hmm. and you just stick you know stick them all the way in your mouth and yep. you just bring it out <laughs> as fast as you can and all of a sudden you're like Yes. I'm a champ. <laughs> I've prepared my whole life for this. <laughs> but that's your, is that like one of yours? Like, so I guess that that's a good question. So you run a candy store, which would make me just gain an outrageous amount of weight because I would want to <laughs> eat and try everything. Mm-hmm. So and coming from a guy who worked in a liquor store for many years, you know, people come in all the time like, hey, have you ever had this? And I'd look around I'm like, if I drank every liquor in here, mm-hmm. I, you, I'd have to scrape me off the ground on a daily basis. <laughs> I just have not tried them all. There's, there's no physical way. Mm-hmm. So is that like so when so there's two part question is what I, asking your favorite candy is just too ridiculous but like a couple of the things in there that you like su- suggest to people like when people ask you European chocolate okay mm-hmm. that's it that's the go to because there's always a go to if like you never had it all because so you physically can't have it all right but if but if you have to like people are like, oh you know you you point some out to me that's where you go definitely okay. you know as long as they like chocolate of course you know if they're not after the nostalgia or something that something in particular and they just want a recommendation you know that's always the first place because if you haven't tried european chocolate it's just different it's mm-hmm. smoother it's you know the the sugar is different you know mm-hmm. just it's it's just different um what is what's the item that people get the most excited about like is there something that is like in, a regular in in, in which way this the Ooh. excitement can go Ooh. multiple ways because we do have candy with bugs yep oh, so yes. ants and scorpions and so we have a lot of 
that that definitely creates a lot of conversation. Yep. And uh, some people, well, a lot of people buy it out of the curiosity, mm-hmm. but you know, mostly it's just like ew, gross, you know. Of course. <laughs> and and so it's, well, you guys even sell like the uh, again another thing I hadn't seen in you know forever like the little packs of them, right? Don't they mm-hmm. just like like barbecue chipotle crickets? Crickets. Yes. I used to buy those all the time <laughs> when I was a kid. Take them to school. People thought it was too weird. They taste fine. So it's they funny. don't really taste you know, like anything. Yeah. They don't taste like anything. Like that's the thing. It's just the weirdness of it. They taste like barbecue seasoning. Yeah. But they're super weird. I was like when I saw those, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's another thing that I remember taking to like fifth grade, mm-hmm. having in my locker, being like, you want the a cricket? Kid. Yeah, the bug kid. But that's pretty funny. Okay, so and the, so then on, I guess on the other side, like. Uh, the, the nostalgic items, there's a yeah. lot of conversation around of those. Of course. Mm-hmm. A lot of, we hear some fantastic stories of, you know, childhood bet, and yeah. grandparents and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And so, but also travels, you know, people had these things or they have them in class. They have them in German class or French class or something, mm-hmm. certain candies. So we have the French bonbons that everybody remembers from French class and, yeah. and uh, you know, or exchange students. You know, people will host students, and then they'll find those things. And, oh, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and, you know, the other thing is, too, is I know we're talking about candy, and it's obviously a candy store, but I always like the fact that there's, like, so much other random stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Like, excuse me, like, chips. Mm-hmm. And they're all in Japanese, and I have no idea what chip I'm buying, so I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to roll with this because it <laughs> looks interesting. Mm-hmm. Or um, or maybe, you know, just because you, you know, obviously, this, but the interesting thing is if you go in there, and I'm sure people out there know this. I think it's semi-common knowledge to anybody who, like, follows any chocolate. Is Kit Kats. There's oh, like yes. 4 million kinds of them. <laughs> yes. And and it's always funny. I just had a guy on Twitter I follow. He was out in LA and he posted a picture of like three Kit Kats, like a mint, that apple pie one, and like one other one. He goes, Kit Kat uh, flavors are getting out of control. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh you, you, have, oh, you no only idea. knew. And then like a week later, I was in your store and I, I snapped at it. I tweeted at Adam. <laughs> and he was like, okay, this is out of control. <laughs> and I'm like, and why? so why is that exactly? Because I, I know you've said this before that some companies – produce candy and yeah. elsewhere which i guess people probably don't think about in the u.s hershey's owns kit kat and so their big adventure this year was key lime pie kit kat oh, and yeah, the birthday cake and apple pie ones are done those were limited edition they're they're gone now i can't get them anymore mm-hmm. um, those birthday cake ones were awesome yeah i'm a kit kat fan good. i love kit kats one of Huge my favorite Kit-Kat. candies but for switzerland they make several different varieties including popcorn so that was I had that. I that. bought that last time I was in. It is interesting. <laughs> it does oddly taste like popcorn. My wife was not a fan, but me and my son, we, we were interested. I was just trying in my brain trying to figure out, like, is it popcorn that's flavored like Kit Kat? Or is it a Kit Kat with popcorn in it? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Popcorn flavored like Kit Kat? Can you get that? Let's figure that out. Maybe. How do we get that? <laughs> yeah, we have uh, uh, crushed Kit Kats for the ice cream toppings, oh of course. Gosh. And then um, Japan has the most varieties. They probably have, well, easily over 200 because they also have shops that where you can custom make Kit Kats. What? That's yes. my dream come yeah. true, I think. Yes. Tell That's us. Nestle. Oh. Nestle has Kit Kat over the rest of the world okay. besides the U.S. And um Interesting. So in Canada, they sell the Swiss ones. So mm. that's how I get the Swiss Kit Kats is through Canada. <laughs> Interesting. The Swiss know what they're doing with chocolate. <laughs> they absolutely do. They at, really are good at Japan, it. In Japan, they over 200 flavors, some of them seasonal, a lot of them seasonal, and then a lot of them are regional too. What are some of the odd flavors they have? Wasabi. Ooh. They have a wasabi Kit Kat? Mm-hmm. Cayenne pepper good. and... You know, I do like pepper in chocolate, like the mm-hmm. little heat. That is a solid Spicy thing. sweet. Yep. Spicy sweet is good, but wasabi, that's uh, 
That's interesting. Even uh, we have one in the store now, a biscuit. It's a wheat biscuit flavored Kit Kat. But it's actually very nice. Mm, sounds yeah, good. Sounds good. They have uh, pretty much all the fruit flavors. They have sake flavored Kit Kats oh, and sparkling wine and, cool. you know, all kinds of fun stuff. So what you're saying is I need to travel to Japan just for the food scene. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. Oh, yeah. That's what me and my wife want to do. I, I always tell her all the time that like my goal, my number one place in life to go to is like Tokyo or something. A, for the yes. culture shock. Mm-hmm. Like I think it'd be so fun. And just because everybody says the food is just... Mm-hmm. It's I would super say interesting. anywhere in Japan. Anywhere, really, and yeah. They, each region has their own specialty as well. So mm-hmm. You have to go to multiple regions. Oh, of course. Cool. That leads perfectly into, into my <laughs> final question. Yeah, so we each have a question that we ask at the end. My question for everybody is, um, what's your favorite thing you've eaten lately? Or we, cooked? We or... had to turn it lately because we realized that just asking favorite food is too difficult. Yeah, like, so we have to keep it within a time frame. Everybody likes too many things for me <laughs> to pick one. <laughs> Well, I would have to say it's a tie um, between the turtle ice cream in our shop, actually, mm. and then I had a really nice stroganoff at Jake's Supper Club the other day. So. Yeah, stroganoff. Mm-hmm. A good stroganoff is solid. That is a that is Wisconsin another thing. Wisconsin. Thing. <laughs> like that and like goulash. At- that goulash. Yeah, it's like what is this chili Only with here. noodles? Yeah, that's it, what it's, goulash like, is. it's what it is. Goulash is yeah. Get a stroganoff instead. So much better. Um, <laughs> Both of those sound delicious. Both of those. Do, you have a t- turtle ice cream. Yes. I need that in my life. Because turtles, for the probably when it comes to like the most basic candy out there, turtles are probably top three I, for me. I love them. just recently discovered the chocolate shop in Chippewa Falls downtown. I didn't know that it existed until mm-hmm. the other weekend. And I bought four turtles, one of each flavor, because yeah. they're my favorite. I oh. have no self-control around them. No, no. Turtle flavored anything. It's just like, take all my money. My mm-hmm. wife will always throw one, like, because she knows it's a go-to in, like, my Christmas or birthday. Like, it's mm-hmm. always, like, because I don't ever buy them. I don't know why. Maybe it's to keep it rare, so, like, I always like it when I get them. And, yeah, they're gone within literally so a day and a half. <laughs> All right, so then my question is, it's a little harder, so I always tell people, just, like, the first thing that pops into your mind is, what's your favorite movie? Because oh. it's really hard, I think, for some people. So I always just say, like, what's the first thing that kind of, like, just pops into your head? Uh... I don't know. I haven't watched any lately. It doesn't have to be lately. <laughs> Actually, we were very addicted to the Lego movie for a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lego movie's great. Yep. Yep. With little boys. And then, yep. you know, it's the, the more times I watched it, the more of the humor I got. So, it's so uh, you know, true. Yeah. I watched that movie, I think, like three times before I had kids. Because the first time I watched it, I'm like, this is pretty good. <laughs> like, this is an interesting movie. Mm-hmm. But then, like, a few people told me they, like, really didn't like it. And I was like, wow, well, maybe I they maybe just, I messed up on they it. They just need to watch it more times. That's what I know. I, mm-hmm. You know, I, I usually don't subscribe to that much either. Like, the whole, like, you need to watch a movie twice. Um, but I was like, okay, maybe I'm missing some. So now I'm like, well, maybe I'll go just to. And I realized the second, I'm like, oh, I thought it was better the first time. So I don't care what these people say anymore. <laughs> The Lego movie, it's a classic. <laughs> so, yeah, so last plug. So, CJ Candy Store Scoop Shop is located on Main Street. And Scoop Shop, not Ice Cream Shop. Not ice Cream Shop, okay. Yeah. My scoop apologies. Shop. Um, it's right on Main Street. I'm on the 300 block across the street from like Silver Dollar area. In You're, our old location. Yeah, in so our if old you know, Main Street chamber location. Yeah. So, if you know that, it's there. It's awesome now. Um, Way your hours now. Way cuter than our way, yeah, way cuter than our, our boring office. office space. That's for sure. So Tuesday through Saturday, eleven to seven. Sunday, eleven to five. We're closed on Mondays. Perfect. Okay. Barb needs one day to not hopefully go into the shop once a week, so that's good. 
So yeah, so no, I, I think this is a great conversation. So yeah, if anybody's downtown or looking for ice cream or candy or all the other fun stuff, you can usually find Barb mm-hmm. hanging out somewhere in the in the candy shop. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely go check them out. Anything else you want the people to know about your store? Or uh, your... Just one thing I was thinking we forgot to talk about is we do have several local sourced oh. items. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Becca's all about that. So. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't ask that question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a, a shelf of locally sourced items. And then, of course, the ice cream comes from Madison. It's all Wisconsin cream, mm-hmm. uh, all natural sugar. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah, that is one thing Manami does a good job at is like, local it's, fo- it's focusing pretty local i like think even so one of the restaurants in town is just switching all their beef to a local Ooh. manufacturer and stuff cool. so that's pretty cool mm-hmm. well that's good to know too because i was like i always go for local focus mm-hmm. on the local stuff and you mentioned that you have some dairy-free ice cream options too last time we chatted for all of us cursed with the lactose intolerance definitely we have we do have a few available in pints anytime but we always have either a sherbet or a Italian ice and then a soy-based ice cream. Delicious. Stop by, get some ice cream, get some candy, live all of your childhood dreams with live, your adult live, budget. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. There's your tagline right there. Live all your childhood dreams with your adult budget. <laughs> there you go. That, that's, yeah. that's a trademark right there. Well, thanks for being here with us, Barb. We do appreciate it. And uh, we'll be uh, back next week with another spectacular episode of the Downtown and Podcast. See you next time.